too much on your mind. All right, once again, we're back here at the Marion Ghana Show with Stephen and Susie. Tonight's, or today's, this afternoon, I should say, guess what the title is today? I don't even know. Well, I'm going to tell you, since you don't know, because I just came up with it. <laughs> today's title is, If God Wanted You to Be Put First, He Would Have Made You First. That's the title. It's confusing. If God wanted you to be first, he would have made you first. Meaning, women always say that, oh. put the woman first. Oh my goodness. You know that Jaheim song, oh like, better put that woman first. <laughs> so, so it's about women. If God wanted women to be put first, he would have made them first. Oh my God. So. Okay. I mean, that's the reality of life, the reality of the system of things, the way we live. It's been yesterday's reality, and it still remains today's reality. See, the thing is, women always want men to put them first, but that's not the proper order of things. The proper order is for the man to be put first. See, this is the thing that I want to say. <clears throat> I think I said this last week, or to somebody else. If, what is, I'm looking like I see a loose girl or something. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? If, you see. My phone, what happened? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Oh, because it pulled up the next But I set it up for the, this better not be poor connection. As much money as we paying for this Xfinity. Hundred and something dollars for this. Uh, it better be right. All right. Anything. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, what I was saying is, if God wanted women to be put first, He would have made them first. See, a lot of women always. Every time we see these videos, it's always about what the women want. I want a man who could do this. I want this, that, and the other. You never see the woman say, "I want to be able to give a man this. I want to be able to give a man that." See. The whole thing that I say is, if the female focus was on doing what was necessary to keep a man happy, everything else would flow naturally from that. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When her focus is only on what she can get out of it, it's already a lost situation because her heart, is, her heart and mind is not in the right place to have a successful relationship. And I truly believe that. And... <clears throat> when I look at the way that things were made and originally made, and when they work against that, it's impossible for it to work. That's why sometimes um, we see what they call like odd couples. You never see, like, women today, they want this um, fantasy whole package thing. And these have happened back in the day when I was growing up with even my aunts and all that. Like, they would have, um, have all these novels, like this guy called Fabio. Fabio was this big muscular white dude. I don't even know where he was from. From like um, Denmark and one of those countries. Barely spoke English right. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to leave it. Yeah. I'll just record it as video. Since this one is on mic already. Yeah, that, that makes no sense at all. So, if it goes out, then too bad. We figure, I'll figure it out and how to do it a different way. Alright, so, as I was saying... This guy called Fabio, big muscular, um, I don't know 
was I think it was from Denmark if I'm not mistaken, but barely spoke English. And what it did was he had this long straight hair that they call flowing hair. Mm-hmm. So they put him on a front of all these romantic novels because <laughs> you know back in the 80s and the 90s romantic novels became real popular. So people were used to think people push YouTube videos out now mm-hmm. on the deli. That's how people was writing romantic novels back then. Mm-hmm. So with that. They had all these romantic novels, and at the end of the day, it was always like written that it was a happy ending with this Prince Charming, who was um, young, beautiful, handsome, <laughs> and um, had everything and gave everything to the girl. And it wasn't just, it just wasn't real. But growing up, if you constantly read that over and over and over, you start to believe that's the way things are supposed to be. And it's just not so. And today, it's the same way, whereas. You hear these ladies that I want this. I want a man with this. I want a man this height. I want a man with this amount of money. This type of career. This type of sex. This type of home. This type of car. And none of this is reality. It's it's just not. The one thing I know about life is there's no such thing as having it all. And that's what people. That's what these women are told today that you can have it all. <laughs> there's no such thing as being able to have it all. You make a choice. There's two choices. I'm going to give you the first one. You could choose to be with a man who doesn't, or this goes both ways, man and woman. You could choose to be, be with somebody who doesn't measure, I'm going to say, I hate to say that word, measure up to, because that's not the correct word. Let me start here. There's, growing up, watching TV, watching the entertainment that we have, there's a certain image that we create in our own mind of the perfect woman or the perfect man that we want. We have a person with this com- this high complexion and everything. We have all these ideas in our he- head as we grow up. When we get out into the real world, we realize that it just doesn't go that way. There's no such thing as one person having it all. <laughs> and the majority of times if you see people today, the majority, almost all people, marry someone who they thought they would never marry. That's why you can see one unattractive person with a very attractive person mm-hmm. or, you know, well above average attractive person. Likely, that person who's attractive didn't go looking for that person who is, you know, below attractive. You know what I mean? People don't wake up and say and go through like, oh, I can't wait till I get me a well under um, above attractive spouse. People just don't say that. So, but you find them married to their spouse who are far less attractive than them. And that's because once they got into the real world, they understood that there's no such thing as having it all. And you go with what fits you best. What fits you best might not fit another, but you have to learn what fits you best. What is best for you? Because I'll tell you the truth, that... If looks-wise, anybody went out and got the perfect person looks like as far as the physical, that person would never turn out to be the actual person that you need. You know what I mean? You see how people would chase people for looks and them relationships never work out. They always constantly fell in and fell in and fell in and fell in because people are looking for what they have on the outside but never on the inside because the outside never matches the inside. Look at some of the most... 
even though celebrities live a different life, I'm going to give you an example. You probably don't know Holly Berry as well and um, Eric Benet. They was considered two of the most gorgeous people in the world, both man and woman. Mm. They, they had nothing but a chaotic, failing relationship, marriage. It ended shortly after it started. You look at Brad and Brad Pitt, who was supposedly one of the most beautiful, handsomest white boys in the world, and Angela Jolie, one of the most beautiful, um, sexy white women in the world. They got married, fell miserably. Then you take somebody like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z is not considered the most attractive person. Beyonce is considered up there with the most attractive people. But Beyonce, having her looks, having her career, having her financial stability, could have went out there and married the most handsomest guy in the world. But she didn't. Because she realized, after she got to a certain point in life, she wanted somebody who was best for her and her situation. Mm -hmm. So, the people who go out here for looks always fail at relationships and marriage. The people, and this goes from the normal everyday person to celebrities, same thing. The people who go out there for what the person can give them as far as bettering themselves are the ones who seem to have all these lasting relationships. And I don't think that women today look at it that way. Back in the day, it used to be that way, but today it's just not so that way. And I think as long as people keep getting this this, this image in their head that they see um, propagated up on um, social media, that you see people living this life, that life, that none of it is real, but people are so influenced by that, they find it hard to relate or be able to um, achieve success in the real world. Because when you're distracted from a world that's not real, it will you will always find it hard to actually um, operate and succeed in the actual real world of reality. You get what I'm saying? I get it all. I get it all. And then, um, you know, the part you said, um, because men are made first, they should be put first. That's your title, right? Oh, yeah. No, but... That's what the title means, but that's not the title. <laughs> that's not how the title goes. You're saying it all wrong. <laughs> but that's what she said. But, okay, um, talking about the physical looks, you know, despite the fact that the person you're getting married to or in a relationship should at least have your physical appearance that is good to your taste. Like, at least you should see the person. When you see the person... You'll be like, wow, she's beautiful. Wow, in your own perspective. That's why we say beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. And then uh, women nowadays, you know, they want tall black men with six packs. <laughs> and you know what? Those with the six packs are the ones who don't have money. <laughs> hey, my six pack coming back. <laughs> They are the ones. That's why they go for sugar daddies. Sugar daddies with pork belly and all that. Because they are the ones who actually work hard and then they don't have time for the gym. And so, about the physical attraction, I I don't know much. I don't know how much to say about that because it counts. You know it counts also, right? This is, yeah, I'm about to get into that. See, the thing is, you can have somebody who's average, 
but when you meet them, you start speaking to them, and their personality is so enlightening, and um, they're so cheerful, and they make you feel good about yourself, mm. you find that person more attractive by the day. Right. I'm not saying you should be attracted to somebody who 800 pounds overweight and a slob. I'm not meaning that, but who has a good personality. That's not what I mean. I mean, the majority of people on the earth are average-looking people. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact of the matter. Maybe almost 90% of people on the earth are average or slightly above average looking. Mm-hmm. And um, it, what it is is that, I guess what I'm saying is that the proper way to succeed is to get to know a person. And like I said, as you get to know a person, you grow with a person, you find yourself falling in love or in like or whatever you want to call it with that person. And you see yourself being able to grow and um, become successful with that person. But when your first priority is looking at what a man can do for me, you've already lost because you're not capable of looking for the right things to, in order to have success. Mm. You see what I mean? Okay. Everything that I believe in life is a mindset. That's why I say that when I see a woman dressed a certain way, it's not about don't judge a book by its cover. It's about the mindset behind everything. Everything a person do, act, and react to, there's a mindset that comes along with that person. A person's character mindset is all linked into one. So if I see a person dressing um, so provocative, I know that the mindset is not cooperative. Because a woman who is cooperative wouldn't dress that way in the first place. Because she understands how the outside world is going to look at her in that way. Right. So, and that goes for men too, it goes both ways, but I'm just saying that every, when, when, a, when a woman is, um, you hear a woman cursing all the time, there's a mindset, there's a mindset of dysfunction behind that. So, that woman has a mindset and character that causes dysfunction. So, that's why I'm saying that people don't talk about this much and I wish they would start to, but everything we see with a person, there's a mindset that comes behind that. And that's where people fail at judging people for who they are or what they are. And it was the same way with me. When I lived a certain way, there was a mindset behind the way that I did things. People don't just go out and do things because, you know, they draw a blank and just go do it. You know, the majority of things that we do are premeditated, mm-hmm. like it or not. So, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's just so much more to seeking out the right type of spouse. And I say spouse because I don't believe in a girlfriend-boyfriend thing anyway. But because um, to me, if you ain't married or engaged to be married in a short period of time, then you're still single. So there's, been, there's no been no actual commitment in the eyes of people or God that's been made. Of course, of course. So, Either you're single or you're married. <laughs> yeah, it's just one or the other. Yeah. So you can't be... be you, the relationship is still being single, basically. Nobody's pick you off the market. Yeah, but you know there are some women who have it all. I have it all. <laughs> I have it all because you're tall, you're muscular, you <laughs> you're, very, <laughs> you're very responsible, right? So I have it all. Sometimes you just have to be patient and then the right one will come along. I mean, I'm no millionaire. You know, I'm talking about how people want millionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm able to make sure that we have everything and more that we need. Mm-hmm. And um, that's 
I think, see, the things that you think is having it all, that's the way that most women back in the day looked at towards things. You know, because people coming from poverty didn't expect to come out of high school and marry millionaires. That just wasn't the way people thought. Because that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not a realistic view of life. But when back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, when um, girls came out of high school and they was able to marry their high school sweetheart or somebody that they just came out of high school and met, and that man was you know, a good-looking man and was a provider, that was the world to them. And that man bear, bore them kids, or you know, she was able to bear, bear that man's kids. Mm. That was everything that a woman needed. Now today, it's totally flipped. The women sound so much like men. When you do ask what a woman can bring to the table, sometimes you will hear that, well, I can provide. That's a man's job. Mm. Why would a man want a woman, um, as far as her qualities that she brings to the table, oh, I can provide, because I got a... I got a degree that got me this job, so I'm able. (laughs) So I'm like, what men? I've already said this story. It probably went off camera last time because um, it didn't get recorded. But um, even in my situation, other men's situations, men are turned off. At least my type and the friends that I know, very turned off by a woman trying to um, provide anything for me. Even the one lady that I talked many, you know, years ago, before I even went to Ghana, I was saying that, um, nice lady, but always was trying to buy stuff for my kids or me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was never in a relationship with her because that was a turnoff. When, when I was a teenager, the white girl drug dealer, um, excuse me, the white girl who had a drug dealer boyfriend, she was trying to use his money to take care of me. <laughs> and I was a teenager. And I'm sitting there like, nah, I don't like this. Um... And eventually, I just stopped messing with her because I'm like, that turned me off. Anytime a woman steps up to me like she can give and do for me, I immediately don't want anything to do with her. Because mm. to me, I, and I'm thinking this way as a teenage, 19-year-old. Like, I don't know what I know now. So when I'm 19, I'm thinking like this. And that's why I've never once lived under the roof of another woman. Yeah, that's that's good though. But you know, that woman who is just doing all this might just have the perception that oh, she just wanna make you happy. She just wants you to know how much she loves you, getting your stuff and take. It's not specifically her taking care of you, taking care of you like paying your bills, doing every single thing to the point that she even give you pocket money. No, but once in a while. It's not it's not a it's not a bad thing to buy something for your guy. That is a different thing altogether. But sh- like you said, you stay in her apartment, she paying the rent, she providing, give no, that is that is a no no no. Man, I even had a girl try to bribe me who I never dated before. I had a girl try to bribe me. Oh, we was young though. Um <laughs> and told me that she would use her parents' money to take care of me if I um become her girl her boyfriend. I like man, these was <laughs> man, these things was happening when I was young. So some guys would go for it. Yeah, some and, guys would jump to it. Nah, so I'm saying these same girls who were my age are the ones out here today with the degrees. They the same as that woman that I grew up with, and they was that <laughs> way back then. So nothing has really changed with them. So that's why I say the proper way to do things was before even my time, and um. 
and it's that way, but like as far as the title goes, that yeah, women gotta these women gotta understand that concentrating on what it is that a man can do for you is the wrong thing. What you have to do, you first of all, a woman shouldn't be out there scoping her own spouse um prospect anyway. And that's another that's another reason that a lot of people fail. And I say this to any woman. Men can see things in men that women can't see. Just like women can see things in women that right. men can't see. Mm-hmm. Not, nobody's, all, nobody's perfect, but for the most part, it's even more so on the men's side that we see things that other women just don't see. Y'all accept the flaws of men more so than y'all can, especially when it's based off um, early on sex and looks. And that's the, that's the worst way to determine whether you want to move forward with a person is by having sex early with that person. Because sex clouds everything. Mm-hmm. Everything gets clouded with sex. When sex is off the table and out of the equation, right. you're able to judge with a sober mind. Mm-hmm. Sex is like, having sex early on is like being drunk. Yeah. You're making a drunk decision mm-hmm. under the influence. Sex and money. Yeah, sex and money. All that is like drunkenness. Making a decision um, while being drunk. In order to make a sober decision, you have to take those things away from the equation and see how do you feel about moving forward with the situation. And also, a woman should always have another man, especially a married man, another successful married man to vet an uh, individual that she's looking forward to um, courting. Mm-hmm. And then you know also that when a woman does something for you and you finally flip on her, she's going to announce it to the whole world. Yeah, most women, it's like women. That's why it's not in a women's place to to be doing too much of the stuff that a man is supposed to do. Because she's going to use it against you. If she helps you to put a roof on a building, she's going to tell the whole world she built the house. If she helps you to do something little, she's going to tell the whole world she has been doing it for years and years and years. That is why, you know, my brother... He said he never asked for help from his girlfriend when they were dating. If you are married, that is separate. Because yeah, when you're yeah. married, you're supposed to do it together. Right, 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 right. But if you are dating, it's like, no, no, no. He never, ever seek help from his girlfriend. Because she will finally tell the whole world she's the one doing everything. That is how it works. So once you're married, you have to have that kind of joint um doings of everything paying bills and all that i think but most of it goes to the guys who is probably in that kind of shoe that kind of shoe to do all that you are in that kind of position or wearing that shoe to pay most of the bills so i agree with you what is wrong with this phone i don't know i wanna i hope yours is working though yeah 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 and this is we live on facebook oh, okay so Alright, with that said, let me um show you this video. I want I want to get your Which commentary. We're going to go, this is going to be our next subject right after this video. I, I, want, I really want to get into that. Just check this out. This is not on. Why men take women out on a trip and then y'all expect something in return? <laughs> Listen, baby girl. A real man 
is going to take you on those trips, spend a lot of money on you, and not expect sex or anything in return. All he wants is your love, and that's it. Really? Really. And that ain't me. <laughs> that man is your dad. Oh my God. So find your own way home. You said that man is your dad. <laughs> he caught me off guard. <laughs> With him, it's it's just difficult. It comes in just. Oh my god! Oh, but listen to listen to the message behind it, though. Listen to the message behind it. <laughs> that man ain't me. That man is your daddy. The way he switched, you know, he just switched like that. Like yeah, baby, a real man is going to take. <laughs> you have to say about that now mm -hmm. he's right these certain things that you expect from your father but these men I mean excuse me these women out here they want these men that they bring on and call themselves dating to be, do fatherly duties and husbandly duties and they don't offer any type of duties at all but yeah first of all if a man is dating a woman he shouldn't be spending a large amount of money on her anyway unless he's courting her yeah. see dating and courting is two different things courting is i've only come to you for the sole purpose of marriage Marriage, right anything short of that right then i'm going my way exactly so dating and courting are totally two different things dating is like for fun right yeah <laughs> it's just it just dating is nothing serious if it turns to something serious, whatever. But that's why when people go out and seek to date people, it never really gets serious enough to get to that last level. Mm. Because you are you didn't go into with the proper mindset. Right. So most people go and they go solely to court a person. It normally turns out in either marriage or you know in a short short in a very short time to move on because you know it's not going to work. One don't one. Because you might want to marry somebody. That person might not want to marry you. Mm -hmm. So, But you're, you, you can easily move on. Because it doesn't drag on like dating does. Mm -hmm. Dating is just like playing games. Playing mind games with each other. Seeing you know how long how long you could continue to deceive a person. I mean dating is worthless. Especially in this time. This day and time. Because it doesn't bring anything into your life. It doesn't bring anything good to your life. It brings drama. It's just Financial time, loss. Yeah. And loss of time. Emotional. Emotional damage. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just and the thing, the bad thing is, you got these women out here who are forty years old still talking about dating. <laughs> Remember, maybe they don't know much about the differences, you know, yeah, the difference between dating they, and at forty years old. You're supposed to know this. Their ignorance is not an excuse. Hmm. Remember that the old lady, all jacked up, looking well, she was like forty, fifty something years old, walked up to you at the job and had the nerve to ask you, yeah. What, why did you get married so, so young, early. <laughs> so early? You could have been, you could be out here having your fun. Yeah, she said I have a whole lot of years ahead of me. I, I, I rushed into marriage. I should have waited a little and have fun. And, <laughs> and I was just looking at her. So you, you remember what I asked her, right? What did you ask her? I forget. <laughs> I don't even. I, that's the, that's the only part part that stuck with me, to be honest. Was... When she said that, I was I was surprised. I was looking at her because. With my age in Africa, he was supposed to be married and be having kids. Right. So I was surprised when she said that. So I looked at her and then 
I, I said to her that I was like, no, I have to tell her something. So I told her that, so, um, if I wasn't married, but I have kids, she'll be happy with that. Right. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, there's no problem with that. There's this, but, but if I get married at this age, it's a problem. And if I don't get married but have kids, it's not a no problem. problem. So I was really confused. You know, sometimes the way they look at me, like marriage is like, like a, it's nothing. Why would you even go into marriage in the first place? You're too young, and I'm like, <laughs> so that was what I told to, I, I told her that day. I was I couldn't I couldn't forget that, and I was still thinking of it. Why would she do that? Because she looks like a mother. She is a mother, I'm sure for that. Yeah, she's like 50-something. Yeah, she is a mother. So if I was a child, she would have been angry that I get married. You're talking, to, you're talking about a 50-year-old something who alone with no man exactly. and a bunch of kids have never been married. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And 50-something years old and still haven't learned the goddamn thing. And I said God, not D-O-D. <laughs> I said God. I still gotta. I don't like people getting that mixed up. So, I was so surprised. I was. I was really, really surprising, cause in my where I come from, from eighteen, nineteen, in your twenties, your grace period is twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. That's your grace period. If you you twenty five and above, and you're still living with your parents, oh, they will give you hell. Because it's going to be really hard to get married because the men are looking for younger. They will give you hell. Yeah. And if you don't know and you even worsen the case by bringing in a child, you, you got pregnant <laughs> before marriage, the shame. Oh, that After is... 25, men there start asking what's wrong with the girl. Exactly. Because if a woman is past the age of 25 and still unmarried or on her way to get married, yeah. they, they feel that there's something wrong mentally or character-wise with the girl. So... They tend to shy away from people like that. Right. And the in Africa, the only um, time that people start asking, so when are you going to have kids? When are you going to give me grandchildren? And all that is only when you marry. Mm-hmm. That is the only time people, strangers, your family members are going to be asking you that. When you're not married, they don't be asking you. They, they yeah, are main purpose for you to get married. Yeah, it's like you're tarnishing their family's name when you just go and have kids out of wedlock. You can't even join family meetings for that. <laughs> yeah, it's very serious. So, so look, look, look at what just happened. I'm going um, <clears> to <throat> repeat what she just said. Sum it up. Basically, a woman at the job asked her, or told her that it would be better to have kids while she's young and not married rather than be married at young at a young age and have kids. Make that make sense. Make it make sense. This is why the African American or black American, whatever you want to call it, community is so dysfunctional. So dysfunctional. I told you before when you came here, and you didn't believe me, I said it's normalized. That people have babies out of wedlock even at the age of 12 years old. And you wonder why there's so much poverty amongst us. That's a big reason why. No families. No families equals poverty. In any community, anywhere around the world that you go, lack of family structure equals poverty. Mm. So even these so-called ones, which they ain't really making much of nothing anyway. 
Because the percentage of people that make six figures or more, especially um, black women, is extremely low. But even the ones who have these so-called degrees in um, extravagant or, um, what's the word I was going to use? Uh, anyway, um, high-end paying jobs, they're doing nothing for the community. So they're pe they, they don't affect our community. They don't affect our financial stability because they don't do anything to give back to the community. They're not building stores, schools, mm -hmm. grocery stores. You know, people are networking their money to build hospitals for us so that we don't have the things that happen to us on a daily basis with the medical. They're not even um, building um, medical clinics. So none of that stuff is being structured by the few people with anything. So they don't have any value to the black community. They have value to themselves and to no one outside of that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't bring value to your community, you're, you're, you're really part of the problem. Especially if you're able. The best, the number one thing that a, a human being, a black person can give to their own community is family. Because right. by family, you build productive children mm -hmm. who go out there into the world and be productive for their community and their people. And they go on to produce more productive children. And when you continue that cycle, then you find people continuing to climb up the ladder decade among decade after decade. But when you do it the way that it's done today, you just continue to drop financially below the ladder. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. That's what's been happening. And that's why we're so much in a rut. It's like nothing is organized. Their, their foundation is so weak. Everything is just scattered. When you, you, you have... A, um, kids out of wedlock, you know, with their father or you know, with their mother, they have to end up in single parenting, and then you channel all your resources or everything you have in that child. He or she also end up going to have babies out of wedlock, and it's just continuing like mm. that. So, a structured family, a, a very um, concrete, like everything that's you guys are supposed to do you have to make sure your family is concrete and it depends on the individuals and then the spouse you choose that is so that is why before you uh, get married you make sure you know what you're getting into you know the kind of person you you, you get involved remember I always tell you that um, you said there was this girl who said because you're American or because you good looking, she wanted to have kids with you. And I was like, that's Oh, that, that happened in Nigeria. That on is a daily basis. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane, especially. No, in Africa, the same thing. Some women just want to have babies by white men just so they can have mixed babies. <laughs> so, no, that's really, that's really the same mentality behind that. So, it's about what you want. What about the kid? They don't care about what the kids want. Mm -hmm. I, I went, we went through this, uh, uh, my situation that we both know about, that we keep off camera, but we, we learned that women don't care mm -hmm. about their kids. As long as they get what they want, either the way that we just discussed or by what you see a lot going out here, by them keeping the kids away from the father because they're hurt that the father don't want to be with them anymore. They would tell you they don't care what happened to their kids as long as that man is hurt by what they do. Mm -hmm. These women don't have a natural love for their children. So when they say my children come first, they goddamn lie. You know where I worked at before I came here? It's a tourist center. So obviously we have a whole lot of different people coming in and out. And I was like, 
why would you why would you even have that kind of mindset you want to have a baby with a white guy you want to have a baby with a black american guy simply because he's american or simply because um of his color so what happens he got you pregnant the baby is in and then you don't see him again what is going to happen to the child i told you about the what was she from liberia i had the one tenant in a home in drexel hill who was from liberia this african girl I'm not going to put a name out there, but she was renting a room. Um, I was room was like four hundred and fifty dollars a month, something like that. Um, she had a kid. The kid was mixed. What happened was I had came back from Ghana one time, and I walk into you know I'm bringing my luggage into the um, house and everything. I come back. I got this white guy playing with the kid sitting on the um, carpet in the living room. Um, she's in the kitchen. So come to find out. This is her baby daddy, her child's daddy. She met a white guy and had a baby with him. But the white guy had, she was working, but the white guy wasn't working. You could tell that he ain't in no job just by looking at him. But she went along and had this child with this white guy just to have a mixed baby. But the white guy might wind up not marrying her. Mm-hmm. And now the white guy don't have any money to provide for her or the child. So she got to work extra, an extra job. Just to be able to provide for herself and that child mm-hmm. and have government help also. Look at all that. All that because you thought what you wanted was going to work out. But you was only thinking about you. You didn't think about the consequences of your actions. You ain't think about how it was going to affect your child at all. <laughs> so now that child growing up with a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Just because this African girl had this vision in her head that all white guys have money. <laughs> all white guys. I have a baby with a white guy. They're going to take care of me. Like, so they—they're not even talking about marriage. They're talking about having babies. Exactly, baby, exactly. Right? Just having a baby. So that <laughs> equals room to Black Americans and White Americans and Asian Amer- any type of American when they just accept having baby out of wedlock as normal lives. You see how we started? I never took you serious because I was like, no, Francis, this guy, I don't think he's really serious. Yeah, I was... He's miles away from me. What are you talking about? Because I know a whole lot of. Guys, like tourists, they would just come there and then talk, 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 trying to make all fun and then it's not going to work. No, before you realize they're having a whole bunch of kids and wives out there, you're just going to waste your time. And and that is why um most of your people also portray this kind of mindset on African women that no matter how they look, African women will surely accept them. Like, because of the thing, if you're in America, oh my goodness. I just don't want to keep talking about you it. You got some women out there like that. You got women. It's, it's, it's an exception to every rule in the world. Yeah, you know when you started talking about kids and I was like, I have to know you. I have to know you. I have to make sure my kid is going to have the right father. <laughs> right father for him or herself. I'm not going to waste my kid's time. And then make sure you'll be a very responsible person. I have to know your family and all that. Even my dad, you remember when <laughs> my dad, it was like, <laughs> you don't know him. I was like, I know dad, I don't know him. I have to know him more. So we studied each other. We know each other. I need that. Okay, you're really serious. We got married for three years before God bless us this. <laughs> so... I think we men should we women should just take our time. We just take our time, steady the guy, you know him very well. Though people change, 
but it's not going to be too much of you. You're not going to blame yourself that much if he showed you that he was responsible, you got married and all that, and after all, all this, he just changed on you something. You just have to make sure. Well, that goes, right back, that goes back to stop thinking about what, what you want to get out of it, and, these, and they have to think about what can I give, what can I offer. Because when a woman thinks like, what can I offer a man? And that's what that man is looking for. That man naturally is going to, um, in return, provide mm -hmm. without asking yeah. everything that she needs as a woman. Mm -hmm. But when a woman is always thinking about what she's going to get out of the situation, she's always going to pick the wrong type of man. Because yeah, no he, have, he have them outside things. Right. But because what's on the inside, after he's finished done with you and using you, he's going to just move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So women, they just don't know how to choose these days. And like you said, with the 50-year-old at work, she's, she, she, she hasn't been taught. Now you see how she's teaching down. Mm -hmm. So these young girls are learning from these older women the same exact, same exact behavior. So there, there can be no success. <laughs> when you get into marriage with no expectations, you won't be disappointed. You just have to... Um, you gotta mold into what it's gonna be. Find a way, yeah. Find a way to um, support each other and then make it work. That's yeah. it, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move on to the next subject. Before that, we're gonna pause. Mm -hmm.